You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series. My name is Joe Taranto and joining me is Rachel Downey, the Facilities Officer at Taswater. And we're discussing a successful graffiti management program in southern Tasmania. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks, Joe. Look, we know graffiti has some pretty negative impacts on communities. Can you tell us what the situation was for Taswater? I certainly can. So we have a number of number of assets which are located within communities as well as hidden away in the bush. I'm yet to find a an asset of ours that hasn't been targeted with graffiti. Um, some of it's you know your average FUs and phallic symbols, awesome. things that yep. people don't really want to see opposite their playgrounds and their schools. But um, I also found when I was looking at the the graffiti that we had on our assets that we had a lot of really beautiful art on there as well so so was it uh, something that was attracting negative complaints from council or from the community members were you getting complaints constantly constant complaints coming through the door um and because a lot of the councils in tassie were running with their own anti-graffiti tidy towns type programs within their council areas community members were complaining to us more because the council infrastructure was looking better and ours hadn't really made any changes so. Okay there was obviously community pressure to do something. Was it a challenge to get Taswater to look at this as an issue that needed a solution from them? It was. Um, it took me quite a fair bit fair bit of time to to be able to convince Taswater that we needed to take a different approach to managing our graffiti issues. Um, Generally if we go in there and just paint over the existing graffiti it creates a blank canvas and it just gets targeted straight away again. So and that had been the previous approach? Yes (laughs) we had only ever addressed graffiti if we had complaints about it Mm -hmm. though from the public and and if it was offensive in nature. You decided to develop a program that would engage the community directly. Um, what sort of things did you do? What did that look like? Well, I actually met the Clarence City Council Youth Services Coordinator at a mutual friend's children's birthday party. She was talking to me about their graffiti program that they run in schools and um, discussions progressed pretty quickly about, well, why don't we team up together? you can do something with our hideous, ugly infrastructure and we can provide an opportunity for the youth to paint something on a big scale. Tell me about some of the featured artists who prepared works for the assets. Okay, so we engaged um, up to three professional street artists within the program um, that were there to mentor the young people. And were they well-known in the community? They were well-known within their own community. Yeah, yeah. And did you provide direction about what was going to be in that artwork, or did they? We have did. We did. We had planning sessions. So before each tank, we would sit down for a couple of hours on a Saturday, um, come up with some family-friendly themes. So we need to keep most people happy, um, and plan what the mural was going to be. So, at the first tank we painted, um, it was a colour-based theme, so the, the street artists and the youth could paint whatever they wanted, as long as it wasn't offensive in nature, and it worked within our blue and purple colour palette. Our second tank we decided to, or the youth, sorry, decided to make um, 
make it a medieval theme. So there's dragons and knights fighting. Um, there's a big enchanted tree, which was done by the only girl on our Clarence, Clarence team. Um, the South Hobart pump station that we painted, that was a different council area, so that was a different group of people altogether. That was done by mostly girls. Now I had mentioned to the boys at the first two tanks, oh, I want to do one of these with just girls. And they laughed and said, you're never going to get enough girls that would want to do something like this. Yeah, you did. We did. We did. <laughs> Most of those girls hadn't even painted with a spray can before either. So yeah. they had a 20 minute tutorial so, and did amazing. So what are the, some of the unexpected benefits that you saw for, not just Taswater, but for the community? Definitely the outcomes for the youth, the young people involved. Um, their self-confidence skyrocketed. One of, uh, one of them has now been looking for a tattoo apprenticeship because they've got a bit more self-belief in, in their ability as an artist. Um, I managed to secure through our training team uh, working at Heights Training for five of the young people involved. So they were just filling spaces in our already paid for courses that we weren't getting enough people to go to. And now they've got a nationally recognised ticket to help them with future mural opportunities. Wow, you don't always expect those, no. those ongoing community benefits. That's Certainly um, not something I had planned for. Rachel, was there any um, resistance or reluctance from the youth and, and the street artists to get involved in a project that was being run by you know, an organisation that they weren't part of? Is, is, it, is there any reason oh. that they, or you picked up on any feelings that actually, no, this isn't quite what we normally do? And There has been a little bit of that, not from the initial participants in the program, but from people outside of the program, sort of looking inwards from that subculture. Um, they tend to, to have a bit of a feeling that um, we're not working with them and we're covering up their existing pieces of work that they're really proud of. Um, but I am working to get more of them on board as the program rolls out. How much involvement did you have from the start to, to finish? Were you everything, driving this? Everything. It was, it was all me. <laughs> um, awesome. There was very little involvement from anyone else in Taswater. My um, general manager at the time, Matt Pigden, was really supportive of the program and put it forward to the executive team with my briefing note that, that I'd written up with some before photos of the current state of some of our infrastructure. But then it was all down to me. How many assets in the end were changed? So for the pilot program, we painted three reservoirs and one pump station. Yeah. And I imagine they're pretty large. And, Very yeah. large. So the reservoirs, um, we painted an average of 235 square metres which is roughly half a reservoir. So if it was facing the street, we'd paint the, the front half of the reservoir and leave the back as it was, because you can't really see it anyway. Um, the first tank that we painted though, we only painted to 1.8 metres high, the whole way around, around the res. What have the results been so far? So far they've been overwhelmingly positive. We haven't had any of the sites tagged. Um, unauthorised entry, so fence cutting 
and lock cutting hasn't happened at the sites that we've painted. Um, the public have been overwhelmingly supportive. Uh, two, two local news stations did a report on the evening news. Then radio stations were having like phone-in sessions about it and the community were calling in saying how great it was to see something happening with these big, ugly assets. <laughs> <laughs> Given that it has been such a success, um, where do you see a program like this going? Is this a one-off? So I've just had confirmation a couple of weeks ago that the board has signed off on Taswater running this as a statewide program on an ongoing basis. So Fantastic. It's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> We've been talking to Rachel Downey, Facilities Officer at Taswater. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me, Joe.